Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and today I have a really unique episode today. Um, I was just hanging out on my computer one day, and I get this email from Australia, and there was, the story was so compelling from a from a patient who was having big challenges with her daughter that the only thing that helped her out was was chiropractic care and and the the effects of chiropractic care on this poor little soul um, and she was mortified to find out that as chiropractors as we all know through Canada New Zealand Australia UK that we are pretty handcuffed on what we're allowed to say the benefits of chiropractic care are and so she is on a mission to uh, try to help change this or at least get the message out about what chiropractic is uh, far beyond musculoskeletal disorders. And, uh, and so I thought this is a really important thing to share. And, um, and this is her first uh, step getting out in the public to, to maybe to help connect with other patients around the world who might be frustrated as well. And, and so I'm super excited to introduce Nancy Dent, who is Canadian from Saskatchewan and then moved to Australia. And, uh, and now she's on the call back with an Albertan. So welcome, Nancy, to the podcast. Uh, thank you, Dawn, for having me. That's quite an introduction. But most definitely why I'm here is to advocate change and create awareness for the people out in the world for the benefits you know, that chiropractic care can offer families with children or family members with disabilities and to, you know, hopefully make, you know, legislation, you know, more compilable with the needs of the people in the, in the society. Yeah. And, and it's funny because we, we complain about, I, well, I complain about this all the time on my podcast around the world, but, but this is car, these are chiropractors complaining because we're frustrated because we know we can help other people uh, in different things, but we're really limited in what we're going to say. But that's, that's, that's not even close to as frustrating as it would be a parent with a child that, that is struggling really bad and, and has not even been allowed to hear about what chiropractic can, can hear. So I think that's why even your story is even going to be more powerful than us chiropractors just complaining about it. <laughs> uh, I just think, you know, I didn't discover this stuff until my daughter was, you know, like five, four years old was the beginning of it. My daughter never spoke nor walked outside of my hand, you know, and then someone told me about this crazy woman who did this crazy thing and she was a chiropractor. And I went, oh, far out, you know, I'll just go and give it a go. But if we would have known that when my baby was born, you know, um, you know, her life would be four years in front. And I think that that is the biggest shame is that, you know, we don't, you guys can't let us know and you can't advertise. And we only hear of these things by word of mouth. And this should be part of the system that's put in place as soon as, you know, a child is born that, 
there is an option out there to create a healthier environment with inside your child, whether it's musculoskeletal or it's neurological. And this is, this is a pathway for you if you choose to do it. And, you know, we've been, I've been doing it now for seven years and every bit of it has been on my own research. You know, not once has um, someone from the health system said, yeah, we recommend this. You know, it hasn't been that journey. It has been a whole, a, a struggle, I suppose, for me to find different therapies to support that. And it's actually all, it's all been in my back door, but they have not been allowed to advertise. And that has been an absolute shame. And, you know, and the chiropractors, like you say, they have to keep it quiet. They actually can't float their own boat and say that this is the transformation that we facilitate. You know, they have to let their clients do that. And, you know, and that's a, that's a shame, you know, because when you're looking up for support, you, you look on someone's website, you actually don't see the evidence that is that you guys experience every day in your practice. You now, know, before, and, before, and that's a really shame. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get into the, that, that, that cool part, because I want to get into that at the end. Less, because, um, yeah, we all have to say we have this secret, like, handshake you have to do to find out what the benefits of chiropractic care are, right? But um, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about, like, your daughter and kind of what, what happened in that, just so we can kind of now get into what the story of the nuts and bolts were before you discovered chiropractic. Uh, well, there's a, there's a long story before Chloe come in, into our world, um, but Chloe came into our world um, pretty severely compromised. Um, there wasn't much um, to her existence. Um, I think a, probably a very derogatory word would be um, like she was a zombie. Um, you know, like she didn't drink, she didn't feed. We were back in hospital on drips for many years. She was very lethargic. Um, she had, a, she used to scream and vomit. Probably it felt like 24 hours a day. It probably was 15 hours a day and vomit everywhere. And um, just the health system the The situation we were living in didn't fit a textbook situation, to be honest with you. And the doctors were reading a textbook and what I was living didn't fit any of that. I suppose didn't fit that, any of what they had. And it really left us high and dry with no answers. And um, an old GP discovered that Chloe had eyesight that was so bad, she had a migraine headache. And that was amazing because once we put glasses on her, um, she stopped the screaming and the vomiting, but the the neurological injuries of her and her disability, you know, had never progressed. So she was still someone that was quite severely compromised on all levels. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I was saying earlier, Don, um, we had many years of very challenging times and no answers. And just from sheer exhaustion, um, I had a pretty severe car accident. Um, I hit a tree and fell asleep at the wheel just because I had nothing else to give. And through that experience, you know, I really had to have a look at what we were doing. And, you know, I started looking further afield than what the medical system um, had, had told, you know, that we're giving me the information for. So that was, that was really traumatic. And through that, we all put Chloe into um, a Steiner school. I don't know if you guys know the Steiner schools mm-hmm. in Canada, but they're like, um, they're a bit alternate therapy alternate schools that have a different mindset, you know, having from the grassroots up. And so we put Chloe in that school and um, an amazing lady told us about this crazy lady that did this stuff, but she was a chiropractor and, um, and we just took the opportunity to go and see her. And she did this 
spinning her in a chair and this red and white tape and made her look at this red and white tape as she's spinning her around. And I'm going, oh, this is really weird. <laughs> Shit, what have I done now? <laughs> and my daughter had never spoke a word that anyone could understand. And that night she came home and said her sister's name for the first time. Wow. And I just went, what the hell is that? And I think we need to go back and see that lady. Mm-hmm. And through that lady, my daughter um, was able to go down a slide. She was able to walk independently. Um, her eyesight was so bad when she was born that she had a migraine headache, which I said. But by the end of the, the years that I had been working with her, my daughter went to the lowest script possible in her eyesight. Right. And that was just profound for me because I was going, how can this be through all this crazy stuff that was going on that my daughter was getting a life back? You know, she could see us. She could do things. She was, you know, still severely compromised, but we were seeing an identity and more ability, you know, because she started from, you know, from a very basic level. So the transformation, any transformation to us was a bonus. Nice. And so... um so the first basically four years, you're all in the medical Western medicine kind of paradigm. Yeah, with no yeah. answers. With no with that, and that's just <laughs> so frustration. And so then, um, how long ago did um, your daughter start chiropractic care? So when she was four, so she was just a bit over four. So she, um, her birthday is on the 27th of January, and in that March, um, we discovered this lady, mm-hmm. and our life has not been the same since. Nice. And yeah. so, so, had, so she'll so, be 12. Okay. She's be 12. In Jen. And yeah. so, and, and so tell me a little bit about the progression of once you start under care, just kind of like, what were some of the things that you started to see her regain her ability to do or to improve in her function? Oh, well, I'd say walking independent, you know, like that was really profound because, um, you know, everywhere it was that we were holding her hand and really, um, because she didn't know where she was in space, I was probably still carrying her at that time. So right. even just being able to walk and have freedom around that farm and around the garden, you know, I suppose her visual, like that was amazing because you could actually take her outside. Um, if I could describe to you her eyes that she, when she was a baby, she she didn't know where she was. She didn't know what was going on and what what chiropractic care allowed there to be was that you could actually see inside her soul. She couldn't see you and her eyes were so skewed with, and there was nothing there. And that is, that probably to me was the biggest transformation at all because like any parent, my daughter used to pat me when she was so sick on the back three times. And I know this is not probably, I don't know, but this is really significant to my journey, making her life a better place. And she used to pat me on the back three times and tell me, mom, it's going to be okay. You can put me down now. So I knew that there was life inside this soul and it was worth fighting for. And the more that we stimulated her brain, the more that that little life was able to participate in life more. And, and that's just been an amazing journey for me to watch. Yeah, because a lot yep. of 
a lot of doctors we work with around the the, the world. We, we have a program called the Vitality Shift. And so we talk about the hierarchy of vitality. And the very top of the hierarchy of our goal for everyone is connection and creation. And the connection is exactly what you said, not only connecting to your body, like, because first of all, the brain needs to connect to the body. And then as yep. a unit, it has to connect to the environment and then learn how to adapt in that environment. And so connection is such a huge thing. And then it would just well, creates definitely, you know, when you say that to me, it's like, if you can't look at something, you can't learn. And right. Chloe could never look at anything. Right. And when I learned that through that connection through earth, if you can't see something, like, and I know that people with blind, they use other senses, but, but if you can't see something, you can't learn something and chiropractic care and all of its ranges of diversity that I've used have given Chloe the ability to see, to learn, to engage, to react, to respond, to engage. And that is something that is the greatest gift that chiropractors can give any child or any person. And that needs to be recognized. I am so passionate about that, John. <laughs> I can I'm see so it in your eyes. For those listening, I'm looking in her eyes. I can see it in her eyes for those listening on the podcast. But yeah, that's, that's why I think it's amazing. Uh, and then we said, of course, the other thing was creation. And then you just already talked about that prefrontal cortex. Is it if, if we don't have foundational movement throughout the spine, we don't get information to our brain. And if we don't get information to our brain, we can't process create new synapses, adapt to the environment. And, uh, and so that, that's, that just kind of sums up the whole, I think the whole target of what chiropractic is, is just, is I always tell all of my patients too, that your brain's basically in a black cave in your skull. And when you're born, you're born with this great brain. That's like a supercomputer with no programs on it. And so you need input first in order to be able to have output to learn how to adapt to your environment. Right. And so if she wasn't getting input into the nervous system, um, she definitely wasn't getting the output back. So Nancy, tell tell me what was the thing that that made you decide to kind of take on this role of advocacy ad, advocacy for chiropractic, um, just to get more people maybe to gather together to help change legislation. Well, for me, um, this has been massive because. Um, what I discovered, we've just gone in Australia, and I don't know if you've heard um, that we've been in a massive drought. And Australia, we, I, I'm a farmer from Australia and things did it really tough. So we couldn't afford to, nor leave the farm to go and access these therapies for my daughter. So I was looking for neuroplasticity that I could do from home. And when I discovered this new therapy, this Molly suit, um, we could do it from home and it was done through a chiropractor and OT and these people had created it, right? And it was amazing. When I went to the NDIS to say that it was life-changing for my daughter, like my daughter couldn't lift her arms above her head until she put this suit on, right? <clears throat> and they just said it was, Chloe didn't fit the criteria, blah, 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 blah. And I went, what are you talking about? This is life-changing for my daughter, <laughs> you know? Right. And they said no. And so through that, I went researching as to why why are these therapies not being funded for? What, what's going on? What's happening? You know, and then when the drought, you know, sort of was breaking, I was looking at um, going back to have these therapies funded again. And I realized I, I was quite naive to the world that, that what was happening in the chiropractor's world, why they couldn't advertise that. And so I just kept researching, researching because um, legislation said that these therapies were deemed dangerous. And I was going, 
these are therapies are not dangerous. If I don't do these therapies, these are dangerous because my daughter is going to be a liability to someone. She's going to be a high risk. She's going to be in high care. She's going to be a responsibility to my daughter, right? And that's not what anyone wants for their children. Right. And through my research with some very amazing practitioners and through the CEO you know, of the Australian Chiropractors Association and chiropractors that I had reached out to, um, I discovered that there was such a corrupt system underneath everything that, um, that's pretty a harsh word in this time, corrupt, um, but that's how I felt it was. It was a really, really corrupt system that was stopping the, the research to be had that the chiropractors could put this forward because it costs so much money for clinical research and they want clinical research to say that these therapies are I suppose they're necessary and they're effective, but they're not taking into account the parents' lived-in experiences. And I think that's something that really needs to be paid attention to, especially people with special needs, is that the parents are living with these children and any improvement needs to be recognized. And the more I looked into that, the more that legislation said, we actually don't have that right as parents. We don't have that. You know, unless someone goes and does a clinical study and does 150 people, you know, with a study this way with everything documented, but I'm sure like many of your clients, Don, and probably many of your other practice, your other chiropractors clients, that like me, I have a one-off child. No matter how many clinical trials that are run, I have a child that has a global functional disability that every single thing of her life is impacted by whatever has come into our world. So she's never going to fit a clinical trial. Mm -hmm. So everything that we walk into um, is a hope for something better for our children. And through the chiropractors that I have come across, maybe not everyone, they have had such an openness to have faith that something will give some sort of neural feedback information that will imp improve some sort of functioning. And that to me needs to be allowed to come into the system that parents have a right to say this is what's happening in my life and the more my child has better lived in experiences and more independence within a lived in environment there must be some significance to that and chiropractors know their family so well look at the individual needs and the desires and the passions that a family wants for their child and they look at that child, like to me, chiropractor is wholesome therapy. They look at the whole being from top to bottom and they include nutrition, you know, behaviors, the whole picture. And when you can look at a person in that way, that's when transformation occurs. And the system does not put that, does not allow that to be put in place. And I think that is wrong. Mm hmm well, and I, I think too, some, some of the, it's a little difference with our premise, I think, because the premise that we have, um, that we hold is about optimizing function. And I think the premise in medicine is about curing disease. And so I think that is the challenge is I think we're using our language because like you said, any parent of a child with disabilities would love to have improved function. And, and, yes. and, and what they want to keep a hold us to is if we say we're improving function, we're saying we're curing disabilities. I think that's what they're taking it as, even though that's not even what we're saying. So it, it would be interesting to get more research on that improving function, because then 
we could kind of blanket over more people because like we said, everybody can benefit from chiropractic care because everybody could benefit from improved function of their brain. And in improved function, when you talk about curing disease, like I look at disease as it's a dis-ease inside your body. So providing your body with information. Mm -hmm. So it has more ease to do what it was designed to do in its creation is the aim of all therapies. You know, that should be the goal underlying everything. So it's not, you can't cure anything, but what you can do is provide information for the body to be able to do what it was designed to do. And I think that's something that's really wrong in, in the, in the medical system that they have this, all this funding for curing, but they're taking away the body's innate ability to do it itself. And through neurological stimulation, for what I have seen with my daughter, is that it's actually enabled my daughter to, or enabled my, my daughter to do more things, which creates more independence. And I'm thinking, why is that deemed dangerous? You know, this is, this is wrong. Like the mentality is wrong. And, um, and I'm going to say this on international podcasting is that the reason that I believe that they don't do the clinical trials is there's nothing to sell at the end of it. You know, we are not selling our bodies. And that's something that's really, really, um, for me as an advocate for change, is that we really need to take responsibility for ourselves and our health and, and stop expecting something from external from us to fix us. You know, our bodies actually have the ability to do what it was designed to do, given that right information. And pharmaceuticals are not going to be the answer to a healthy, productive, vital body, you know? And I, I have watched that for, you know, seven years of my daughter's life, giving the right information. She is, um, she's profound, you know, in her abilities. And so how is she doing now? Well, she's a mate. Well, she's a rogue. <laughs> she's an Australian <laughs> rogue. That's excellent. She's amazing. So, um, so the hiccup is that we're trying to achieve and what I'm trying to access funding for is that I have a passion to access her prefrontal cortex. Yep. So because we've started at such a basic level um, is that that's her biggest weakness. And I um, it brings tears to my eyes. So she, has, she can walk. She rides a horse. She's amazing. She's independent at home. She learns visually. So, you know, her, that cognitive thinking is really hard when we go out. She's, um, like she's part of a dance thing, at, at, you know, in the local community. She loves life. She loves the party. She does karaoke. She's ran, she's ran in Sydney for the first kid in the bush for the cross country. She's as mad as a hatter. She loves life. But the hiccup is, is that because the NDIS and legislation states that these therapies are deemed dangerous and she can't do these therapies until she's 21. And if I don't change legislation, you know, she's, we're not going to be able to access the support for her to access that prefrontal cortex because through the therapies that we've done recently, we are actually seeing the gaze fixation. So she's actually accessed a part of her brain that is getting into that higher thinking. But the system says, no, you know, there's no proven evidence to state that and I'm going yes there is because she read a book and she understood it you know so <laughs> it's the best evidence ever <laughs> um, I think it's the best evidence ever but so she is she is amazing she um she has defied odds um she keeps improving so you know I think that th 
through chiropractic care and the people that have come across, they really go, you know, Nancy, if this is the level we can get her to, great. And if she can go to another level, it's great. And there's evidence, you know, so you keep going until you start, you know, seeing, you know, you plateau and then you go to another aspect of chiropractor, whether it's, you know, through, you know, body stimulation, through neurofeedback, whatever it may be, or the gyro stem, or, you know, maybe we need to look at their retained primitive reflexes. You know, maybe we need to look at the cranials. Maybe we need to check, you know, the fluid and stuff like that. So there's so many avenues within the chiropractor umbrella that you guys are not allowed to mention. You guys have so many skills and not one of them you're allowed to promote. And I think that, you know, through all of that, when you see a plateau with your child, you can talk to your chiropractor and he just goes, yeah, well, I actually have this skill set or I have this, or maybe we can try this. And you're going, and as a parent, we don't know that because there's no information on that, you know, and there's no claims to anything. And so I think that if I could, if I could further the therapies and, you know, I can get this funded because we fund her ourselves quite a bit as well. Right. Yeah. And um, so, it's, you know, we haven't had any, funding, you know, for a long time, because I've started this advocacy, because they don't want to know about me, um, is that I have the evidence, but if they could support at such a small, minuscule level, I don't foresee my daughter having a disability in the future. Mm -hmm. The progress that she made from not being able to lift her head to be able to pull herself up on a horse and ride around our farm and having such a fear about life that she's riding around our farm on her horse, chasing all the cows and singing out and yoo-hooing. I don't foresee her having a disability, you know? Yeah. I don't foresee... And, and if we can access when our children are young, and we can get this information out there to families with really young children, their lives will be so much different than what they were if they were just left within the medical system. Well, like you said, you know, with, younger, with a label. Yeah, their their brains way more neuroplastic when they're younger. That's why it's important to do it when they're younger, right? Because you get you you have the best opportunity to get change at that time. And you can do them, you know. Like I'm not gonna when and she's 16 or 17. If she was like what she was when she was three or four, you know, I couldn't actually manipulate to do the exercises. I'm not going to be able to help her. You know, she's going to be angry. She's not going to be able to do all those things. Children don't want to be disabled. Children don't want to be limited. Children are meant to be climbing trees and getting dirty and running around and playing sports and doing all those things, you know? And if you leave a child like that, that there is potential for that child to have more, I think it's a bloody shame because like if, if I didn't do this, you know, when she was younger, there'd be no way I'd be able to, to do these therapies when she's 16 or 17 and get the results that we're getting now. And so that's really important for families to go, oh, you know, there's something that we can do with our babies at a young age, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, we can, we can change these children, we can give families hope. And this needs to be, this needs to be told, this needs to be advertised, this needs to be shared on, um, on media platforms, not on just by parents word of mouth. Right. Well, and, and tell me a little, tell us uh, the listeners a little bit about the advocacy that I know you've just started. And you said this is one of the first steps you've kind of reached out more to an international audience because, because in your yes. close network, a lot of people, like you said, are scared to speak out because they think that they'll lose the, fund, the current funding that they currently have. Yeah, it's, I've had quite an education that way, Don. I didn't quite realize the fear that's being instilled in people and, you know, again, the, and the fear that chiropractors are under of losing their licenses, mm -hmm. you know, so I completely understand that. But I think the only way that we make change as a society is that if people 
come together and say, we actually demand this to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to do that except for me going to the tribunal with the NDIS and telling them my story and sharing my story and saying, listen, you are, it's dangerous if you don't do these therapies for my daughter, you know? So um, I don't, I understand where parents are coming from because I know that these therapies and the commitments that we have are really costly. I know what it's cost us and the sacrifices that we have made to give my daughter a life, you know, and like most families, you know, we have another child, you know, that we have to cater for as well. But I think that if we don't do it, we're going to have a lot more children with disabilities that are going to be high needs. And I think that if parents really want to see their child have an independent life, that they don't have to live their life as parents with fear that they don't know what's going to happen to their child and that they're going to be a liability to their siblings, people really need to start taking action and saying, listen here, this is actually not acceptable. You know, we need to stand up and say to the government, to policies to say, these chiropractors are actually doing really amazing things, you know, and I, and I understand that in some, in all levels, that there are some chiropractors that have, may not be best suited to do some of this stuff, you know, there's always going to be more, but in Australia, talking to the CEO, there's not been one claim in Australia against a chiropractor. (laughs) And for me, that speaks astounding results. So you're saying that this is dangerous, but yet we have suits against doctors and we have all these things, you know, and blames and people die in hospital all the time. But yet there hasn't been one claim in the Chiropractor Association. So how can that yeah. say that that's not, not right? I was going to say the only claims are like when they complain that they're advertising. <laughs> that's the only complaint. <laughs> they actually don't get claims from the, from the patients or the practice members. They only get complaints from other healthcare professionals that don't like the way they advertise. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how with, a, with, with an organization that has no complaints under it, how it can't start claiming the benefits of the therapies that they offer. I, it, it blows my mind, really, to understand this philosophy. You know, like, if there are no claims, how can we do this? And how can we, how do we start? I know that clinical trials are expensive. I understand that. You know, I, I have heard some figures about how astounding those results are. And I know that chiropractors are doing things for stroke. Heidi Havoc is amazing. She's been um, um, an amazing person that, that, you know, it's been, you know, that I've been talking to. And, you know, like there's a few things for learning um, disabilities, but nothing, you know, where it has the clinical evidence, you know, like those peer-reviewed journals that they're after. And how do we start doing that? You know, because the government needs to fund those. And they're just choosing not to for whatever reason. Oh, I know. Um, tell a little bit about, because um, there's going to be chiropractors listening to this all over the world. And we have, we have patients or practice members that would be possibly interested in connecting with you and even chiropractors wanting to possibly connect with you just to give you more support. Because like anytime we have people that are outside the profession that are trying to help inside the profession, we want to make sure we for sure support those people. Um, so if someone wanted to reach out to you and sort of kind of maybe, you know, either create a mastermind with you about ways you can do it or, or, or from different countries and see if there's some similarities that you can, um, that you can do when you're dealing with legislation, how could people reach out to you? Um, they can just reach out to me like, um, Nancy Dent on Facebook and that's just a private page. 
And, um, and that would be awesome. I'd love to hear for people from other families. Cause I think the more, more people that are willing to compile information, the more, the, the more ground that we have to stand on, you know, cause I'm going in there on my own. And I think that we really need to have parents advocating for change that I can, you know, bring in the papers and say, this person has had change. This person has changed. You can't, you know, you can't deny, you know, parent proof. So I think, you know, just contacting me personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm very friendly to contact. So, um, <laughs> you know, and of course you're, yeah, Canadian like, I mean, you're, you're, you're Canadian and Australian. So that's the, the friendliest combo you could have. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And so, um, and yeah, and I'm Saskatchewan, so I'm pretty, I'm a pretty hard worker. So, um, you know, and we know how to get through tough times. So I think that that's, I think just contacting me that way and just, you know, and really coming together and I'd love to create a group, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not the best groupie in the world, but for something like this, you know, I'm a really huge advocate for change. And I think we really need to do it together, you know, as a society and as a chiropractor association, you know, because I think that the chiropractors, I really understand after what I've been through, the struggle that you guys are under to get your to get the benefits of what you guys do out there, I really understand how you guys are tied. So it, it really is us as consumers that really need to advocate for you guys and say that these trials do need to start occurring and they do need to be funded, you know? And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to do that really, you know, for me, just, I, I don't know how to do that. But I know that um, I, I've created change for my daughter. So I know there's a possibility. And I know that I'm an advocate and I've made, I've made them nervous. Like NDIS doesn't want to know about me. And so that means I know that I'm touching some, I'm touching some, some boundaries that they're, that they're not happy with. So I know that change is possible, you yeah. know, like, um, and we just have to really stand our ground. Yeah. And, and chiropractors really. Yep. No, I, I just really think that like just other people listening to your passion, I think that will, that will attract people to reach out to you anyway and just say, and again, people, if your story, if, if Nancy's story has touched you in any way, please just reach out to her on Facebook anyway and just tell her thank you so much for that and give her some support because we know you're basically going up against the, the jolly green giant, the, the, the scary big government that uh, is really not very nice um, or helpful when we're trying to get big change like this. And I think that when you talk about that, that scary green giant, you know, I talk about families and I think families that have got children like me and the people that you, that you know, and the clients that come into your home, I think that we've probably gone through hell. So I think that if you really, really connect to your strength that you're still here and you're still advocating for your child, I think that you have the strength to take this on and to, and to make a difference because, you know, I know the strength that I have gained from advocating for my daughter and the growth that I've had as a person, you know, is really, really profound. So I think people out there just keep going and you know what's right for your children and don't let a system tell you that you don't know what's right and that there isn't more for your child. And that's something that's really, really important for every parent to know, you know, that's gone through, you know, a similar journey to myself is that if you know that there's more to your child, keep looking because there is always someone out there who can support you and take your child to the next level. And that's, you know, it's really, really important for me to, to put out there as well. Well, um, because no one else lives your life, but you. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, just always in closing. Um, and, and I'm going to kind of spin the, the thing because like, I, I want to support you because you're, um, you know, you're, you're doing such a good job in trying to, and trying to advocate for chiropractic. Um, 
but this podcast is about also inspiring chiropractors. And, and there are like lots of chiropractors out there that are frustrated because like you said, they're not, they can't say what they'd like to say. Um, obviously the world's crazy with COVID and the pandemic and all kind of stuff. And I always just like to have my guests leave, leave the listeners with some words of inspiration or what kind of words of parting words would you like to leave our listeners with today? I think that if you just learn to look within and learn to accept yourself more every day, I think you'll, you'll gain more resilience in this world. I, I think, you know, doing the self-work on yourself and learning to come from a different place of love and compassion. I know COVID has affected a lot of people mentally, um, but I think it's also provided us with an opportunity to really look within ourselves at how strong we really are and what we actually need to do to make change in the world. You know, what has been going on for hundreds of years has not really benefited our society. We have more disease, more children with disabilities. And I think that as a consumer, we have a choice on where we go into the future. And we have a choice on what government is trying to um, put fear into us at. And we have a choice now. I think this is a really big crossroads in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to really do our own self-work and really understand that each one of us is important in this world and that we're needed for creating a greater consciousness in the world. And, um, and the more we awaken to what is each of our own truth instead of what social media is telling us and what we're being led to believe is true, I think that, you know, we'll gain a greater humanity. So I think just be kind to yourselves, seek help, do the self-work and let go of the pain so we can create a humanity that's really going to benefit, you know, our future generations. That's awesome. Beautiful closing words. Thank you so much, Nancy. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you, Dawn, for reading my story. And um, I had no idea what was going to come of that. So I really, I really appreciate um, your time and you um, taking me on for something I'm so passionate about, but I didn't realize um, was going to be embraced by a bigger community than what I thought was out there. So thank you. That's good. And on all you listeners out there, you better embrace her. Go and tell her she's doing a good job. So make sure you reach out to Nancy on social media, give her a virtual hug. And if you have any patients that would like to join forces with her, um, where we have the people change comes from the people. And, uh, and then, and I know Nancy hasn't got it all figured out because we never, we never have it all figured out. We just know we move in a direction. We have passion and it, it's, things will just unfold as people come together. Right. So it'll probably turn out in a way you least expected it, but, uh, that's, that's how the coolest things change. Yeah. I have no idea where this is taking me. So I, I know that, um, what I've learned has created more awareness in me and brought my, myself to a greater awakening. So, I mean, I'm eternally grateful. Um, for that opportunity. And, um, and even for this opportunity to, to be here today has taken me to another level of having the confidence to speak out. So I really appreciate, um, I appreciate that. No problem. Yep. Well, thank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No worries. Thanks, Dawn. <laughs> and everyone out there, um, yeah, make sure you reach out to Nancy and, and cheer her on because anytime we have people that are helping, uh, helping us do our job better or get our, our message out there is going to help us make that shift. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. 
If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.